Keeping It Real with Tanya and Nettie. I'm Nettie and this is Tanya. Hello. Today um, we are going to be talking about life after death or what happens when you die. Um, now Tanya, we've got some Q&As I believe today so people have actually been sending yeah. in some questions. Yeah, so um, the first one is a super common one that I get during readings um, from families that have lost a loved one and they often ask is my loved one okay are they safe are they happy are they in pain all of that so that's the first question is basically are they happy safe etc yeah and a really valid question because that's I think even for someone when they're uh, dying themselves it's like what's going to happen to me on the other side so it's sort of asking that that same question um do you want to start with this Sure. Um, so for starters, I, I've i never had um, somebody come from anywhere other than the other side where their soul is basically um, perfection. So it's not like somebody comes up from hell and is like, whoo, it's hot down there. But, you know, super <laughs> glad I got to come for a visit. <laughs> so... Everybody just passes from what I get see is that they just pass over to the other side. Basically, it's like a veil's lifted and they just kind of move over. And um, they're safe and they're happy and they they slowly let go of human emotion. So when they come through in a reading, they'll come through in a personality that you will recognize However, when they're actually in the spirit world, they're not uh, necessarily of that personality, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I get a, yeah, I get a similar thing. I think the often the traits that they come in that we see that will say, oh, this person is loud or this person's bubbly um, or they're obnoxious or they're whatever, um, is actually to give a validation of who they are so that the person that's on the other side can, can like the person who's living can understand that this connection. And when you strip that back, their soul um, is actually almost what I would call neutral. So they're not you know they're not um negative not positive it's just an it's it's a lovely in between um where the motion doesn't exist in that way um but definitely when they come to someone i've only ever had someone come with love um so when they come to guide or to deliver their messages that that help guide through life um they actually come with with pure love for that person for that wanting that person's journey to move forward um so you know I used to hear people say stuff about scary ghosts and stuff but I've seen ghosts since you know or spirits since I was a child um and I call them the same thing um but I have never um had a negative one come through so I don't know if that's just for the movies or whether we just attract um positive spirits not quite sure I completely agree with you. I have never had the experience of any spirit being anything but love. Sometimes they'll talk about like a particular experience. They'll say, oh, I acted like this there and they'll give their apologies or sort of take responsibility um, for the damage that was done when they were on earth. But I, I believe that that's not necessarily for that soul. 
and yes. making the amend. It's it's for the person that they're communicating with to give them some peace. And and they don't come through like I like how you said the not negative or positive, just sort of neutral, because it is they don't have they're stripped of the human emotions that we experience on earth, which is very much the point of us being here is to go through the human emotions and life experiences, right? Yeah. So yeah. 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 I mean, happy, emotions, they're safe. They're loved. Yeah. yeah. Emotions, um, you know, bring the drama, that, that, that sort of thing to people's life, that up and down, and they don't have that. So when they're giving a message without drama, without all of that emotion attached to it, it's such a, it's such a peaceful, loving message because they're not offended or they're not, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So it's um, when you get to the other side, life's good. <laughs> life's good life's easy exactly um the next question is do they have regrets okay um I'll answer this as best as I can um I think life is learnings rather than regrets or no regrets in a way um so if a soul they're not going to carry I suppose it just goes back on what we just said they're not carrying in my uh experience the um the uh emotion to what that is but in saying that they have said that i wish when i was on earth you hadn't been impacted in that way by my actions or my things so do they wish that that their time on earth had could be different absolutely i see that and i hear that um, but do they look back on their life to say, I wish my life didn't happen? No, because what happened on their life actually makes their soul uh, in a in a better place or, a, you know, in a place of learning to move forward with. Um, so I suppose the answer that, that, as I understand it, is yes, they can regret what they did. So if someone was abusive or someone was um, horrible on life or didn't acknowledge or didn't bring someone in, they can look back with um, human emotion of regret, but it doesn't carry in the same way. They're not going to sit the rest of their soul going, I wish I had it. They don't have that. Um, it, it, it doesn't carry as resonate for me so I'm actually quite interested whether that's that's your experience as well because it's not something I've really thought of uh, before um so yeah I think you said it exactly how I see it as well is they um they will come through in readings and say I uh, you know I'm sorry for the pain that I caused you I'm sorry for these things that that happened be it abuse trauma whatever but they're not sitting in the spirit world feeling crappy about it. Yeah. And that's not because on a human level, maybe they, they maybe on a human level, they should be feeling pretty crappy yeah. about it, but they're removed from those sort of emotions. So no, they're not feeling that way, but they will express it in almost like a hindsight of looking over how they live their life they will take responsibility, but they're not actually feeling that feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we run in line with that. That's a topic we've never really discussed, but it sounds like we're on par. <laughs> perfect. And then the next was what happens when they die? Yeah. Okay. And I know you had an experience, so go for it. 
I can give an experience of recently this year when my father passed. And um, so it's quite different to my experience as a medium when I come to people who have already passed. Um, so my father was sick. We went and visited him. Uh, I knew that he was going to pass very soon. But uh, the night before he died, when I was going to sleep, I, with my eyes open in the ceiling of the bedroom that I was in, I could see um, past spirits of all these people that I'd known. Some of them I'd forgotten even existed that, that I'd met when I was young, that were friends of dad's. There was hundreds of these spirits. Um, my dad uh, was a beautiful person on earth and um, a beautiful soul and was well loved. So I wasn't surprised to see all of these people there waiting for him. Um, and when I spoke to my dad the next day, he told me that he also saw all these people in his room. So what I was seeing was I was connecting through his um, soul and back into his human body to be able to see what he could see that night. Um, and the next morning when I woke up, I saw uh, a vision of my dad like I would psychically. Um, and it was my dad with a, a person that I couldn't quite see on the other side of a, a bench and there was a book there and my dad was uh, getting his thumbprint and he was inking his thumbprint onto a, a book and I was aware that, that he was agreeing that this was the end of his contract uh, in this human body. And it was quite interesting because I'd never seen, um, I've heard of people talking about life contracts and I know uh, Jeanette Biro um, anyone who follows her she actually had a near-death experience where she talks about contracts um, and I had imagined a written pen so it was really interesting for me to see dad's thumb and then he picked up his other thumb and did that and that it was actually his physical body that was ending the contract not his soul as a general it was that real delineation uh, and then my my I got to talk to my dad we had a, a beautiful conversation and a few hours later he passed away that afternoon and that night when I went to bed I opened my eyes and in the room I could feel a presence and I could see it was like star-like in the the whole ceiling looked like they'd taken the roof off and I was in a desert looking at stars except every star had like a round ring around it um, and it was a feeling of complete nothingness as well but utter joy there was there was a it was like not a human emotion it was just this maybe the word peace is what it was beautiful and my husband was asleep next to me on the bed we're going to sleep and I said I woke him and and he's not a medium or a psychic he's intuitive but he's neither of those um and I said oh, open your eyes like I need you to see what I can see and he, he's like I'm tired I won't be able to see it but obviously I just lost my dad so whatever I said he would do <laughs> so he opened his eyes and then he's like oh wow it's like the ceiling's missing and I'm like what can you see and he said like I can see stars everywhere and it was such a beautiful moment for me because I see all these things that he doesn't get to see and this 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 most important night he could see what I could see and he could feel that at peace feeling and I felt like I was there with dad and I felt like my husband was there and my son was there it was such a unique kind of weird experience to actually go through um and it, it gave me such peace that that you know he was going to a lovely place and he was being greeted by so many so many people so that, that's sort of the experience uh, like I'd love to hear from you your thing and then I'll talk about sort of what what I think from that after 
Um, when I, when I do readings, it's essentially the same that there's different family members kind of waiting for them. And, and the way that spirit explains it to me is that they get met with, to feel that joy, to feel that reunion. But again, they're still kind of in that. It's the best way I can explain it when your father passed, he would still sort of be in that human-y kind of form like people are when they come through readings. And the people that met him would be in that humanistic type form so that it's not quite as shocking, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then slowly as, as more time on the other side, that, that lifts and you can... So to say that like your dad is always communicating with his mother on the other side to me would not be accurate, but they don't have to because they're all just one. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's confusing, but or, it does. Or am I um, going too far? No, I, I was about to say, I think I, I agree with you, but I think it's the that's the even bigger picture that probably um, we don't need to understand to understand that when we move to the other side, there's people greeting us. That's there. true. That's yeah. true. So yeah. I loved, can, can we touch on a, a reading that you had? I was when just I going was, to. Yeah, in Canada. That would be, this is great. This is a great little story. And I learned a lot from this. I had a reading when Nettie was here and this um, gal was planning on doing an assisted suicide. And so she had met with me. She knew that um, her time was coming up and she just wanted to discuss sort of what the afterlife was like. And, and I just basically through her family members explained how they explained it to her. And what they said was that because she had children, what they said was that she actually has the opportunity to meet with her children in the spirit world to almost like meet with their souls when she passes. So her living and children so, now. Yeah, but she can meet with them on the other side, sort of in a soul family type way. The way they showed it to me was all of them kind of sitting at a table. And she could also obviously still go back to um, earth and communicate with people. And, and that's another thing that I think is really important for people to know is that spirit communicates with their loved ones a lot. So if you're doing something and you walk past a rose bush and it really captures your attention, that could very well be your loved one kind of directing your thoughts that way. Yeah, energetically or, you pulling know, you in. 100% or you always um, see nickels or you always see dimes or something like that, you know? So, so spirit, like... And it's not like you have to call them or make a phone call or like ring a doorbell and wait for them to come. The moment that you think about somebody, they show up because it's there's it's not like they have to jump on a train and, you know, travel over here because it's kind of like energy. So it's instant. So I think that's really lovely. Um, one more thing that I wanted to share, which I think is super duper cool, is I have done readings and I picked up on spirit coming through and people are like, but that's my grandma and she's still alive. And yeah. I'm like, but does she have dementia or Alzheimer's? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, yep, they can do it. 
I don't know how, but I have done numerous readings of people that have dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. And I just I think also, that's fascinating. Yeah, I do too. I'd never heard that before, but I, that resonates with me for sure. And in particular, I was, I was uh, reflecting on with my dad, how um, when he was on earth, I actually spoke to him uh, uh, at his soul um, while he was still living. Um, and so oh, we, yeah, would, yeah. we would communicate. So now that he's passed, we still communicate on a regular basis. Like I speak to my dad, you know, three times, four times a week, whatever. If I need him, he's there. He's often pop piping in with a, um, a great little message that, that I need to hear or that others need to hear. And um, the point I'm, I'm starting to write messages from my dad um, from the other side, I start, you know, I've just got them in my diary and I've been writing these down. I love them. Um, but he was doing that when he was alive um, and even more so in the last 10 years of his life when he was diagnosed um, with uh, leukemia, I, I felt that we communicated even more and more on a spiritual level. Um, and so when he's passing, as sad as it was, I don't feel like I've lost communication at all with him. I'm, I've still got that. And I think that's important for people to, to realise, like when you're doing something and your mum pops into your head that's still living and you can almost hear her saying, that is her soul. Like a soul can travel um, while they're still alive Um into you you know they are still with you and then when they pass over that's not going to stop in fact it's intensified more because they they have no soul on earth to be worrying about they can then communicate with you on the other side so look for signs of you know when you when when you do have that feeling of them don't be afraid to start looking for things and you know you can go oh but I'm making that up I'm you know I saw white feathers everywhere but if you start to see them all the time when you have them you know take the joy give yourself a break like let it be a message from your mom or a message from your grandma or because they are trying to communicate with you all the time as Tanya just said like let let that message um be received and you you'll you'll find too once you receive a message those signs for that thing will disappear and then you'll start to get new ones um and that's like when we do a reading right when someone acknowledges what you're saying and they go oh yeah this makes sense to me they start to give us more um and they don't just harp on about the same thing thinking we need to get this point across so once mm -hmm. you start acknowledge that I see the white feathers I know that you're there which is might be all they want to know is that you're not alone you'll then move on further with them giving you the next part of the message because um, they can and, see that you understood. And I, and I think most people would be able to give stories about um, communicating in some way with their past loved ones and receiving messages. The only thing is, is that, is that sometimes grief can make that a little bit more difficult when you're so consumed sort of with that emotion. That doesn't mean they're not there. That's not what I'm saying. It can just make it difficult to pick up on um, sort of those messages and, and them being around. And sometimes when humans, because the whole point, and I've said this a number of times, is we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not human beings having a spiritual experience. So it is really important to be on earth. It is really important to be in the 3D and to go through all of those very real um, emotions. And so spirit will step back a bit sometimes I think when you're in a grieving process because they want to honor that that's a gift 
it's yeah. I mean I've I've grieved I assure you it doesn't feel like a gift but yeah. it's a gift as humans to be able to go through all of these emotions and have these processes so it's not that they're not there I've I've heard of um mediums telling people that oh I couldn't get a hold of your loved ones they they must not be there I'm not sure where they are like that's just not true I've never had the experience that somebody is not available ever. Like they, somebody wants to talk to somebody specific, they might not show up, but that doesn't mean they're not there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's what a travesty to, to say that to somebody. Yeah. And do you think that in your experience that maybe the spirit in that crossover time also is having trouble communicating like that they've come out of their spirit or do you think that they know how to do that instantly I believe they know how to do it instantly yeah because that's uh, I'm on the same page with that and I hear them say oh they're not ready to communicate yet or they're not able to communicate in that way and I do find that spirits can communicate in different way I, I, I have one that sings I have one that came through and I could actually feel it within my body rather than do it. So I think they have different abilities to communicate, but I think just as they're able to communicate souls when they're on earth, still living, they can communicate when they cross over. So um, I've heard this time lag, you know, come back in a year and they'll be able to communicate and things like that. You know? Yeah. I, I don't agree with that either. The only time my experience only has been with grief. If somebody comes in there grieving and the person is recently passed, when somebody passes and they go into spirit form, they're perfection. They're perfection. They're like, oh God, I got rid of this meat suit that I've been carrying around for the last 80 years. And whew, now I'm free, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm in my birthday suit. But what, what what happen is they'll step for me is they'll step back a bit in the reading when the person's significantly grieving and again I believe that's because they're trying not to interfere with the human process of grief so it, the stepping back sometimes they'll be like look this is just how it is they're stepped back a bit but then sometimes like sometimes someone will say oh so and so passed a couple months ago and I usually give a bit of a caveat and I say hey just so you know this is my experience this is usually what happens but then the spirit will pipe in and be like, no, it's fine. Right. And then they'll come forward. So who am I to say what the reason is? I don't know, but somebody's never not there. Yeah. And I've, I've actually found that I've had spirits where they have just died and they've come through and they've been heavily in that person's life because they need help with that uh, grieving process. And I think so. Absolutely. Yeah, it's more that they're coming through when they believe the timing's right or when it's needed um, with a greater picture in mind than probably, you know, where are you? I need you. I need a sign from you. And it's like they're not there because they need that you to have that time. Um, they need you to go through the motions that you're going through. They're a growth thing for you there. Like they're almost not letting them be a crutch for you in this process. It's like you have to. Exactly. If I'm exactly. there, you won't see me gone. You know, like they, you need to have that, that to learn from that as horrible as it can be. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I would love to touch on um, your uh, reading that you had um, when you mentioned just before that you, the loved ones at the other side, one of the reasons that made so much sense to me was because I felt like I was there as dad came across, as was my husband and I mentioned my son. And so it was interesting, as you said that, 
you know, I, I stopped and I was kind of like, oh, how does that make sense with what I know? Um, and, uh, you know, I was uh, over the next few days, I was like, oh, that makes sense that that I was there with, you know, I wasn't looking at these people. I was there with these people as as dad came across on a on a soul level and a soul level and so was my husband who um for the first time you know could see that but so was my son who was asleep in the other room you know like and as were my sisters and you know the, the, the family so it made sense to me that we would be there when he comes across from a soul perspective um mm-hmm. and having the memory of that on earth that doesn't exist but um you know I was lucky enough to see a glimpse into it and and so definitely when you said that I was like yes that that makes sense like that's you know that, that that's the the reality the truth as I see it as well and mm-hmm. I hadn't put it in those words so I really appreciated um that message and the timing of that message while I was there because you may not have mentioned it if you hadn't have come out sort of you know you come out of really yeah. to a certain degree wired it's like you know you've tuned on in this other level and then trying to actually sit back yeah. down and yeah it's, it's I was not like always I easy. just learned the coolest thing yeah <laughs> it was and funny then, I- um go ahead no no go um I was just going to say I think that it's really important for people like you have you have your curiosity kill the cat sort of phrase that I'll I'll let you get to in two seconds. But I think it's important for people to know that the point really is for really I don't know why it does that. All of a sudden I get this thumbs up because I speak with my hands. So all of a sudden Zoom, you know, tries to determine what I'm doing. Um, I think it's really important for people to keep their feet on the ground here and stay grounded because there's a lot of different energy thing, diff- different energies, different levels, different, um, gosh, what would the word be? Different understandings at a 3D level, a 4D, a 5D, 60 and up of the other side. But even of the understanding that that spirit has taught me about the other side on a deeper level, that does absolutely nothing to help my life here on earth and in the 3D. It changes nothing. Yeah. So I think it's very much something that we don't need to know it in order to succeed in this life or to do well. You know, I think it's important to know that our loved ones are okay, that when we pass, that we're okay, that there isn't a hell. I'm here to tell you there isn't a hell. Would you agree? Yes, I haven't seen a hell. That's what I can tell yes, you. <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's probably a better statement. I haven't seen a hell. And yeah, it's just, this is where we're supposed to be living. As interesting as it is to know these things, it's not imperative to my growth as a human to have this knowledge yeah yeah no I I I agree with what you're saying and um this is a a big point for me but um off air Tanya and I mentioned the the curiosity killed the cat that she brought up and um it was brought to me 
um, I, I kept hearing this come through um, to look up the other part of Curiosity Killed the Cat. And it's a kind of a, a well-known statement, but actually we've only carried on half of the thing. So the other half of it is, but satisfaction brought it back. And I'm a highly curious person. So I used to hate the saying curiosity killed the cat because I'm like curiosity is what makes life go round. Like it, it makes my life better and exciting because I'm wanting to learn and wanting to understand. But the second part of it is actually the bit that I love and I think that is really valid to when we get into this spiritual world um, is that satisfaction brought it back, meaning that if you go too far and with, with curiosity and you just keep seeking an answer that you're not ready for or that isn't there for you yet, um, then your life becomes absorbed with this. And if you can just be satisfied to say, okay, that's my understanding for now and then don't close the door as okay I know no nothing more it's it's not the fact it's not the end it's like it's my understanding for now it's I'm satisfied with that um, answer to that curiosity it then opens your eyes to new things that you can look at either side and start saying okay I want to explore now this thing and then you might actually move forward on a journey um, that expands your mind to a point where you can come back to the question of that curiosity that you had um, and you get more information and then your satisfaction then stops at a higher level or a greater level of knowledge. So, you know, curio be curious, be curious, um, uh, ask questions, but also know when to stop and say, okay, this is now actually unhealthy for my mind to be getting too far into this. I'm not finding the answer. I'm getting more confused. I'm, you know, we, we mentioned about time. There's a lot out there. He was about time warps and time, things like this. If you get into that, be careful that you don't go too far, that you can't get back into your own body, that you can't get into the human body that you're gifted with, uh, into the mind that you were giving and and maximize that it's so thing so i agree in this time where everyone's talking about all these things i spend more time trying to ground than i do trying to go up and discover more information Same. i trust that my spirit will deliver that information as i need if i stay open and i stay curious then that information as I grow will come and keep coming to me. And I'm highly satisfied that um that's the way it's meant to be. Um yeah. And thanks also... for bringing it up. I also think that, um, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, it, it balance, right? Like if we're diving way too far into this energy or this level or this understanding this or, or striving for more answers, we're losing that balance of the logical and the intuitive, masculine and the feminine, et cetera. And so we're just going a bit too far. And, and it can actually um, not be good for you. Yeah. The, the analogy that I wanted to use was electricity. I mean, I turn my lights on, I flip a switch. I don't understand the intricacies of all of the wires. And there, I got a thumbs up again. Spirit's happy with this analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't I don't have an understanding of how the electricity moves through the ground and moves through the wires and moves through an electricity plant or how it moves through my walls or how a light bulb works but I flip the switch and it works and I'm okay with that yeah. right yeah um 
One book, though, that I want to share that I've read that I found very interesting, very deep, a little bit tough, it's called Disappearance of the Universe. Okay, so that's something a listener can choose at where you're at. Yeah, if they so choose. Absolutely. If you resonate with it or not. But that's an interesting book. It gives a very interesting perspective. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's our um, half an hour for the day gone very quickly again, as they always do. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, and we love the Q&A, so keep questions coming in because we will always uh, strive to answer them if we can and um, or give our perspective. But it's been awesome talking to you again. You as well, Manny. Thank, thank you, everybody, you. for joining in. Thank you.